Welcome to Use and Views and Music Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Kim. This is episode 47. Today we're going to be talking about Thrift Store Shopping, Music and Movies Edition. But before we do, let's find out what is... This Day in Music History. Today is May 3rd, 2019. And in... 1939, the Andrews Sisters record Beer Barrel Polka. In 1959, electric musician David Ball of, of Soft Cell is born in Blackpool, England. All right, first station break of the night, or the episode. You ready? Soft Cell, you know who Soft Cell is? No, I don't. All right, those of you who may probably scream right now, they had the big hit in the 80s, Tainted Love. Oh, got it. I've heard that song. All right, and in 1969, Canadian custom officials... Arrest Jimi Hendrix after finding heroin in his bag. He is acquitted in court. Bob Dylan records Take a Message to Mary and Blue Moon. And in? And in? <laughs> you don't have to say it. I, I just said it. But anyways, and in 2009, Clint, 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 Clint Black is the 11th contestant booted off season 8 of The Celebrity Apprentice. You're fired. And that is music or his today today in music history. It's, it's us. A, it's a birthday celebration. Happy birthday to David Ball, English rock keyboardist. Did we already do that? Yeah. Okay. We meant to take. All right. Well, hey, happy birthday, David Ball. You are what 70, 70 years old. Fifty nine. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Seventy. About, I'm not sure. You're not sure. Well, heck, let's go with last week of music news and I'll stay some break. Okay, April 25th, Garth Brooks teams with Words with Friends for final pre-sale of the Legacy Collection by Jim Casey of Nash Country Daily. Uh, Garth, yeah, okay, so this is a story out of Nash Country da- Daily. Uh, it was written by Jim, Jim Casey. Uh, Garth Brooks will make his mobile game debut on May 1st. Whoops, that was a few days ago. That was a, okay, I probably messed that up. Anyways, on May 1st, as he, as he teams with Words with Friends for a final pre-sale of the Legacy con- Collection. His upcoming seven-disc vinyl collection that features five albums, No Fences, that's the one that has Friends in Low Places and, and Thunder Rolls on it, The Chase, uh, I can't remember what songs on that one. Isn't it? Is, no, that's not the oh, one. Oh, that's the one that's got that summer on there. Yeah. In Pieces, which has Standing Outside the Fire, Colin Baton Rouge, and American Honky Tonk, the American Honky Tonk Bar Association. Yes. That's my favorite song on that album. Actually, no, it's not. It's uh, Ain't Going Down Until the Sun Comes Up. That's also on In Pieces. Fresh Horses. Has the song Cheyenne on it. No, it's it. Beaches of Cheyenne. Beaches of Cheyenne on it. Also has one of his other big big hits. It was co-written by Joe Perry and Steven Tyler. And that one is called Fever. Um, but, but I just lost my complete spot. Um, after Fresh Horse and Triple Live, which actually just came out in the uh, last book, the part three book, the live album. But now it's going to be also on vinyl. On May 1st at 8.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, or Central, yeah, Central, no, Daylight. We're back in Daylight Time, right? Yeah, we're back in Daylight. That's the problem about living in Arizona. You don't realize when everybody switches <laughs> because we stay the same regardless. Yes, we do. Anyways, Central Standard, Central Time at 8.15 on May 1st, Garth will co-host Words with Friends Live, the nightly trivia game broadcast within Words with Friends 2. In conjunction, the final pre-order window for special Numbered editions of the Legacy Collection will open on that same day at 6 p.m. Central Time. And I quote, for years, Words with Friends has been bringing the world together to play and build relationships between family, strangers, and friends. End quote, said Garth. And I quote again, their journey leads those who play t- to each other. I am a big fan and big player of Words with Friends, and my relationships with my family and friends are better for it. It isn't honor to team with them to spread the words of love, music, and unity, end quote. To join Garth in his work with friends, obviously this is two days ago, so you won't be able to. Anyways, co-hosting debut, log into the words with friends, too, on May 1st at 8.15 p.m. Central Standard, or Central Time. Additionally, from May 
first through the fifth, players of Words with, Words with Friends will be treated to additional in-game Garth Brooks activities like Garth-inspired Word of the Day entries. Station Break. Okay. There's a reason why I'm Station Breaking on this. So, I don't know what, last episode or the episode before we talked, we said something about, you're all going to have to wait to November. Well, just so you know, not this event here, but one the previous month in April, we bought this Legacy edition. We bought this Legacy edition, but we haven't bought it yet. It doesn't get bought until a month before they ship it. And it won't ship until November, so we will be getting some Garth Brooks record or albums on record. Yes. 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 Anyways, April 26th. Hard Rock bets Molly Hatchet are mourning the death of their lead of their singer Phil McCormick, who passed away at the age of fifty-eight. No official cause of death has been revealed, and details are still scarce. According to the First Coast News, the musician's death was initially revealed Saturday morning, April twenty-seventh, by the Road Ducks a rock band that McCormick had also performed with, Jay Nedry, stated, and I quote, My old friend and fellow musician Phil McCormick has passed away. I'm so sad to hear this. May you rest in peace, brother, end quote. He added, and I quote, Phil was a fabulous singer, bandmate, brother, and human being. Collectively, we spent thousands of hours that turned into thousands of days together, creating an unbreakable bond few people are fortunate enough to ever experience, end quote. McCormick was brought in as a member of Molly Hatchet to replace original lead singer Danny Joe Brown in April 1995, after Brown had to leave the band due to suffering a stroke, April 27th. Bruce Springsteen was a surprise guest at the Asbury Park music and film festival for a viewing of his documentary of clips culled from the Bruce Springsteen archive Saturday at the Paramount Theater in Asbury Park. April 28th, Ozzy Osbourne announces rescheduled 2020 European tour. April 29th, prolific musician Mike Patton has composed new music for the upcoming Supernatural Horror TV series NOS4A2 or better pronounced as Nosferatu. Nasratu. <laughs> uh set to premiere on AMC. That would be uh what, American movie, movie classic classics. June 2nd. So AMC on June 2nd will be a new supernatural horror TV horror TV show. That includes both the show's opening theme as well as a score for the first episode in the series. The Theprp.com has learned. Nosferatu is based on the book of the same name by author Joe Hill. Patton is best known for his work in Faith No More and Mr. Bungle, but he has also performed and recorded with the likes of Dead Cross, Ben Tomas, Tomahawk, The Dillinger Escape Plan, Peeping Tom, Lovage, and others. April 30th, Florida Georgia Line will headline its first show at Nashville Ryman's Auditorium on May 29th, but fans won't be able to attend via conventional ticket purchases. The invitation-only event will air live on Sirius, Sirius XM's The Highway, Channel 56 at 8 p.m. Central Time. On May 29th, fans can enter a sweepstakes at SiriusXM.com for a chance to win tickets to the concert. May 1st, two Marines received top combat honor for heroism. Heroism. Oh my gosh, I can't even say it right, so who screw it? At Route 91 Harvest Festival by, and this is again by Jim Casey for NashvilleCountryDaily.com. Two Marines received the Navy and Marine Corps Medal, the highest non-combat decoration awarded to for heroism by the U.S. Navy for their bravery and selfless actions during the Route 91 Harvest Festival in October 2017. 20, yeah. During the festival, a lone gunman opened fire on the crowd as Jason Aldean, 
whilst performing killing 58 people and wounding more than 500 people. Sergeant Austin Cox, 26, and Sergeant Michael Vera, 26, Marine Light Attack Helicopter Training Squadron, the 303rd Helicopter Mechanics, were attending the concert as part of their three-day weekend in Las Vegas. And I quote, both of us being from Ohio, country music is something we bonded on and is one of the reasons we became best friends, end quote, said Sergeant Vera, according to a recent article in the Orange County Register. When his shooting began, Sergeant Cox and Sergeant Vera sprang into action, helping constant gores cross the barricade and administering first aid to wounded patrons. The two Marines applied tourniquets, carried the wounded via makeshift gurneys to ambulances and helped transport a severely injured woman to the hospital. And I quote, we looked at each other and said, we've got to go help, said Sergeant Austin Cox. And that's an end quote, by the way, um, according to the OCR. And I quote again, our adrenaline was rushing, just full-blown full go. As people ran out, we ran towards chaos, end quote. Past winners of the Navy and Marine Corps Medal includes John F. Kennedy and Carl Brashear, whose heroics were chronicled in the 2000 film Men of Honor. Next. Oh, excuse me. Now, before we go on to music, uh, new, new music purchases, we're going to take a complete curveball here. We're going to get out of the music part of what we normally do on the show. Um, because we're actually we're recording this on Thursday. Yes, we are. Um, and it has come to our attention that on uh, April 29th, um, I, I, let me just read this. This is from uh, Peter Mayhew, the office Facebook page. And this is what it says. The family of Peter Mayhew. And by the way, if you don't know who Peter Mayhew is, he played the character, he played Chewbacca in all, pretty much every Star Wars movie, except probably, what, Solo? And I think the last. And, and Episode 8, yeah, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Or he played parts of it. Anyways, yeah. Peter Mayhew is best known to the Star Wars people, or Star Wars fandom, as Chewbacca. We are both big Star Wars fans, so this does hit us. So again, let me start this again. This is from his, it was put it to his Facebook page here on the 2nd of April. This is roughly three hours ago. And it says, The family of Peter Mayhew with deep love and sadness regrets to share the news that Peter has passed away. He left us the evening of April 30th, 2019 with his family by his side in his North Texas home. Peter was the man behind the mask of Chewbacca in the original Star Wars trilogy, episode three of the prequels and the new trilogy. He fought his way back from being wheelchair-bound to stand tall and portray Chewbacca once, once more in Star Wars The Force Awakens. There we go. He also consulted on The Last Jedi in an attempt to teach his successor. He put his heart and soul into the role of Chewbacca, and it showed in every frame of the films. From his knock-kneed running, firing his bowcaster from the hip, his bright blue eyes, down to each subtle movement of his head and mouth. But to him, the Star Wars family meant so much more to him than a role in a film. The relationship that began that began, then grew into friends and family that he would love for decades to come. As the films released and became more well-known, he had his eyes open to the possibilities of what he could achieve with his role in the Star Wars universe. For more than 30 years, Peter traveled all over the world, spending time with his fans and friends. Peter developed lifelong friendships with other cast members and his fans while on the convention circuit, touching the lives of millions. As he realized over the years the impact he could have, he became heavily involved with the 501st Legion, Wounded Warriors, Make-A-Wish, and other nonprofit organizations. To this end, he established the Peter Mayhew Foundation, supporting everything from individuals and families in crisis, situations to food and supplies for children of Venezuela during their recent road to freedom. He not only provided funds, but became personally involved with each individual and family and cause he supported. As he grew older, he continued to soldier on, as he put it, and was completely in his element around his fans and supporters. He grew great strength from the energy of his family and friends and the fans he knew and loved. He is survived by his wife, Angie, and three children. His kindness, generosity, and care will live on in the Peter Mayhew Foundation, with Angie taking the helm as his voice. There will be a memorial service for friends and family held on June 29th in, and in early December in Los Angeles. There will be a memorial for fans set up with, the, with his family in attendance, 
personal effects and collection at the Empire Con LA. For additional information, information on the memorials or to offer condolences, email Ryan at realappearances.com. Rather than gifts and flowers, the family asks that you consider donating to the foundation so that they can continue his effort to help the community. You can donate at Peter Mayhew Foundation, that's P-E-T-E-R-M-A-Y-H-E-W-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N dot org backslash or slash make uh, uh, hash mark a hash hash mark donation dot php. I will also put this down in the show notes. Um, I'll put that down in the show notes so you can click on that if you want to make a donation. Um, at this time, uh, I know on behalf of myself as a Star Wars fan, um, and I believe on behalf of Kimberly as a Star Wars fan, we like to uh, uh, give our prayers and our thoughts and prayers to his family and obviously the, his his close friends not and also the Star Wars community who are going through a trying time at this time of losing another memorable actor who portrayed one of our favorite characters. Thank you, Peter. May you rest in peace. Now, after that, okay, now, okay, that's, that's not very good news. <laughs> There's now for new music purchases this week. Ebay. Don't have a guess so quiet. <laughs> Ebay. All right. This is going to be funny. Okay. So this was bought from uh, the gentleman's store. is called Kez48. This was purchased on April 20th, 2019. Again, there's YouTube videos up for these. We purchased from Kez was Cindy Lopper. She's so unusual. The LP vinyl. By the way, this is all vinyl. I don't think we said we didn't say no. we, we were bad. Bad lambs. <laughs> By the way, uh, just real quick, I, I know we're in the music, um, or going over music purchase. That whole last bit was ad- added in at the last moment. It was not included in the show notes about Peter Mayhew. And, that, and so that's why it kind of threw her off a little bit. I mean, she knew about it, but I don't, she, she wasn't expecting me to throw it in this show, I don't think. No, it was quite a surprise. So, anyways, <laughs> all right. So on April 20th, 2019, I purchased from Kez on eBay, or we purchased uh, three vinyl records. Cindy, well, didn't say yeah. Yes, Cindy Lauper. She's so she's so unusual. Released October fourteenth, nineteen eighty-three. Now y'all know we just recently did an episode of this. I don't remember when. If you just a couple months ago, was it? Yes, it was a couple months ago where we broke down the lyrics. Oh, well, we broke down the whole album. The, yeah, the whole album with the lyrics and music, yes. Now it, we got it on vinyl to hear it on, vi- on vinyl, yes. Matter of fact, it was on February 15th, day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. We broke it down. So now we finally got the LP. We used the CD and digital copies that we had um, on iTunes to listen to it. But now we can actually listen to the LP. The originally way it was meant to be listened to was work on, you know, if, we had to get, if I still had my cassette. Or if we had a cassette deck, I probably could have found my cassette. We could have listened to it that way. However, that was the first one we bought. He also had... True Colors, September 18th, 1986. Well, go ahead. Just take over this whole part of the show. No, go ahead. This is Cindy Lauper's second album. This is the one right after She's So Unusual. And right after, it's also right after she did the hit song for, or the song for the Goonies movie, Goonies, Go- The Goonies Are Good Enough. But this is her second album, True Colors. Big, biggest hit off this is True Colors. Um, I can't wait to actually listen to this. And looking at the record was really kind of cool because I'd only seen the cassette and I'd seen the CD. I, I used to own the CD. Don't have it anymore. But uh, looking at the LP itself, it was really kind of cool because we've there was a lot more to the record. Uh, the pictures on the record, it was kind of cool to notice a few things that you can't see in the cassette. Yeah, that's true. And last but not least, go for it, Kimberly. Saturday's Warrior, released 1974. Yeah, and so so big about this one? Okay, what is so big about this one is, again, growing up, 
in growing up, mom would always put on, she had the disc, she had the compact disc of this. So every Sunday morning, she would put it in the disc of the Saturday's Warrior soundtrack. And we would listen to it every Sunday morning. So now getting it on record, I cannot wait to hear it because that's the one thing I remember. Always waking up on a Sunday morning to Saturday's Warrior. And by the way, it is a a, a play done by somebody, Les or Lex or whatever. Um, It's pretty much about uh, what the church believes in. So and it was ba- the original play was based like roughly in the early seventies to the late sixties or late sixties early seventies person. Anyway, so she was pretty happy when I found that um, for her. Uh, so the next set of eBay vinyl records were bought on April twenty third, two thousand nineteen, from our a normal one we like to use, and that's collectibles dude on the net or collectibles on the net dude, and he actually I believe he has a store also in. Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. He goes, he, or it's called the Vinyl Record Dude. Um, anyways, he, he's here. He's in Arizona, so I do try to uh, purchase things through people I uh, either follow their YouTube channel, um, or if if they've given out their information for their their eBay stores, or at least people in Arizona. I've got like three people in Arizona I actually do purchase from on eBay. Just because I know they're kind of, in a way, they're kind of local. One's in Tucson, one's in Phoenix, and this guy's in, or one's in Tampa, and this guy's in Salt Lake. I mean, Salt Lake. Good Lord, in Scottsdale. So, um, and by the way, the last guy, Kez, he was actually in St. George, Utah, which is kind of cool. But, uh, so anyways, this is, so this is going to be a collectibles on the net. Again, like I said, April 23rd, 2019. These were bought on vinyl. The first one, um, if you listen to, now, let, let's side let's let's uh station break, break for a minute so on the last episode you heard or on the 50 album challenge that was the last episode right yes it was you heard me try to play it like there's a couple records we hadn't received yet yet i blew it when i listened back to the op, to the episode myself i had already blown it before you blew it i oh. blew it way before you blew it and didn't realize it Okay. I'd actually give it away that we already received them. Oh, okay. So we were talking about these, and I said, yeah, when we told you, you had to wait until next week, this week, to find out about it. Anyways, so The Who, Who's Next, released August 14th, 1971. Again, like we talked about last week, these these two were on the album, or these two have the song, uh, two of the CSI Miami, or CSI songs, CSI New York with Baba O'Reilly, and CSI Miami with, uh, won't get fooled again, um, and then plus Elsa has another hit on there called "Behind Blue Eyes," which is a very good song by the Who. Anyways, it's kind of ironic that it was released August fourteenth, nineteen seventy one, um, and then the second record that we got from this guy from uh, Scottsdale was Ricky Valens. Ricky? Uh, Richie Valens. What is with you and my mother? I'm sorry. My mother did the same freaking thing. <laughs> sorry. We're talking about Richie Valens. Also, she's like, Ricky Valens. I'm like, no, it's not Ricky Nelson. Yes, it's Richie Valens, self-titled, released March 1959. Now, the most ironic part about this is March 1959 is a month after he was killed in February of 59. Yes, it was. So what they did is they took all of his you know single recordings that he had done up to that point and put them all onto a... Uh, NLP, and so that's how you got his first self-titled titled album. And the cool part is, is those of you who watched La Bamba, the movie with Lou Diamond Phillips in the '80s, and even have the soundtrack that has Los Lobos on it. Most there's only like the last two songs on that soundtrack are the only ones that are not on this album. Everything else is on there, but it, uh, obviously this album's originally done by the real artist Richie Valens and not by the band Los Lobos. So anyway, so those great things we got from eBay. Now on May 1st, May 1st, Mayday, 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 we are, I should say, I went to Goodwill, you were at work. Anyway, so on May 1st, I bought at, on, or at Goodwill, I bought uh, vinyls, a few vinyls and a few CDs. So we'll tell you what these were, and these were bought at Goodwill, hence why we're doing this episode called 
thrift store shopping. So here we go. Thrift store shopping. Bought some vinyl. First vinyl I got was the Alan Parsons project called Eve. It was released August 27, 1979. Now I've done some background, a little digging into this album a little bit. Um, one, it is a, it was a, it's kind of like a, I don't even, I can't remember what it said now. It's kind, I think what you said was it's kind of an empowerment to, for women to kind of empower women. I think women. that's what it is. Um, we'll have to give it a listen to, you know, find out. But anyways, that was one of them. What's the next one? Leonard Bernstein conducting the New York Philharmonic and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, the <gasps> joy of Christmas. How, how dare you say Mormon Tabernacle Choir? That's what they're called, and they're wor- they're widely known in the world. Right, but they're now the choir at Temple Square, right? What yes. are they called now? They're, yeah, they're now called the choir at Temple Square. But, uh huh, that's what they're called. And that was released October of 1963. Now, obviously, this is an older album, and that's why it's got more of a Tabernacle Choir, or at least in the 2000s, most of us would call Motab. Yes. That's why they didn't have to change it. That's all they had to do was just drink it down the Motab. I know. That's all they had to do was just call it Motab. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so this is released October 63. Now, ironically, if you think about and if you know your history, your American history, November 22nd, 63, President John F. Kennedy was shot and killed in Dallas. Yes, he was. Kind of ironic. It you is. Know, that a month before here, Mormon Tabernacle Choir released the Joy of Christmas album. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't have done that because like, they were going to know. Yeah, exactly. You know? But it was just, it's just kind of ironic that it was released October 63 and then. For me, ironically, it's just like, whoa, okay, next month is JFK was killed. That's yeah, crazy. Well, yeah, he was. All right, and the last one is 101 Golden Nursery Songs, all-time best love songs, released in 1972. And believe me, there are some songs on there that it was hard for me. Well, well you haven't listened to it yet, but a lot of them, a few of them, I actually sung the uh, T-Live Crew version to Kim. Yes, you did. But, and those of you who know... The album uh, by Two Live Crew, which is a rap group, in case, you, in case you don't know, from the 80s, they had an album called As Nasty As They Want To Be, and on there, they had the Dirty Nursery Rhymes. Yes, they did. But I'll keep this show clean right now. Okay. All right, so then, next thing I purchased over Goodwill was CDs. What we got, Kim? Western Underground. Unbridled, released in 2007. Okay, so now this album here was not actually released on an, a label. Um, it, did he just release it? You know, somebody paid, some, probably the band themselves. Anyways, who is the Western Underground? <coughs> Excuse me. The Western Underground It was the backing band for country singer Chris Ledoux um, just before he got signed with uh, Capitol Records or Liberty Records that Garth Brooks was under. Um, if y'all remember Garth Brooks, uh, if, you, if you know Garth Brooks' music, his first album had a song called Much Too Young to Build This Damn Old. In that song, he talked about a worn-out tape of Chris Ledoux. On that portion there, he had pretty much talked to his record label, Liberty, and they had decided to go ahead and sign Chris Ledoux, who actually had that point there, had been turned down so many times by the record companies in Nashville, because according to them, Nobody wanted to hear about the cowboy life. Wrong. Anyways, so this is actually his backing band with his son, Ned, in it. Um, and they released an album where pretty much to keep Chris's music, some, you know, pretty much keep them alive, them touring, touring the world while they play Chris's music. But they also play hit some of this other stuff, um, new stuff. So... These guys just continued on after Chris passed away. And so this is the first time I've seen the album, so I was happy to pick it up. What's the next one? Next CD we got. Whitney Houston, Whitney, released May 28th, 1987. <laughs> with I Wanna... Ooh, I can't remember. I Wanna Dance With Somebody. It's her second album. Yes. Now, here's some back history. Here's some back history. If you have read The Dirt or listened to Motley, any Motley Crue or Nikki Six interviews, 
you would find out that after this album came out, due to some backwood dealings with either, you know, money from record companies, Motley Crue's Girls with Girls was on tap to go number one. It was already number two in the country. And then this album came out and it and it stayed at number two. Now, according to Six, this is a, according to Nikki Six and Motley Crue, somebody paid off real, you know, like Whitney Houston's record label paid paid off uh paid off Billboard magazine to make her record number one uh week or one or the first week or the week after release. Now, yeah, I mean, I guess there could be some backwood shady crap going on in Hollywood. It wouldn't shock me. But do I really think so? I just think it was it was just it, it got released when it got released. And unfortunately for crew, it was the worst timing. Actually, it was, and, and really, honestly, when you want to look at it, right? I mean, if I look at it and we're going to uh, inside or station break, right? Real quick on this. If you look at it this way and look at Girls as Girls, that was their worst period of drug use. Yes, it was. Nikki, pretty much that, you know, 88, that December, 80. Yeah, December of eighty eight. No, December of eighty seven. I think is when he died. Yeah. Um, from an overdose. You know, the band was self imploding bad. Now, if they would have went number one with girls, those girls, they would never got off the drugs. One of them, would, you know, one of them would have been dead. So girls, girls, girls could not go number one. But what it did do was, once they got sober, it gave them the hunger. It gave them the hunger to go number one. And they and they released Doctor Feelgood, which did top number which one. Which did come out. Which did go number one. Yep. All right. What's the third CD we got? Aerosmith, "A Little South of Sanity," released October twentieth, nineteen ninety eight. Now I actually do remember this was released. I didn't pick it up, um, because I actually thought it was a newer. Well, it technically is because it's part of part of its uh, the Get a Grip tour it's a it's a live record or live cd and but it's also i think it's also taken from their pump tour so it's like an older tour and a new tour on two discs so i didn't get the first time because i'm thinking oh wow they're washed up plus 98 i wasn't really in still in i wasn't really that i wasn't back really hardcore into a hard or into rock i was still playing i was still I was still upset with all the 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 grunge alternative crap that came out in the nineties. The depressing music. Let's just kill myself. I'm joking. But it I mean a lot of that grunge stuff was depressing. It was. Y'all that grew up in that time era, I'm sorry. Man, we had we had better we had more fun in the eight in the eighties because it was party time. Yes, it was party time. Not 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 list, not, not poor poor pitiful me. <laughs> that's by the way, right. that's, that's an album by uh, or a song by Terry Clark too. Yes, it is. Anyways, you know that sidetrack or side station break. Now right. back to the now back to the podcast. Right, next one. Okay, this next one we own it. We have the digital cop. We had I've owned the MP3 copy from Amazon. I have my grandmother's, not my great grandmother, my grandmother's record. LP of this. My mom and dad had this on eight track, and then I found it on CD, which is the Oak Ridge Boys Fancy Free album, released originally released on vinyl cassette and eight track tape in 1981. This album here has the big hit by Oak Ridge Boys, Elvira. So, yes. yeah, yes, I it does have. I, don't, and I keep buying or keep getting more and more or more copies of it. Oh, Crazy. I know. And I just got to find a cassette. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then we'll have all of them. No, because I, no, I got to get the 8-track back. Well, if you want to get the 8-track, you're more than welcome to get that, too. All right, next one. Rich, I was, she's really talking about this one, but go ahead. I'll talk about it. Tommy Lee, Tommy Land, The Ride, released August 9th, 2005. Huge and- station break here. All right, this is funny. We're not even into the episode. We're already 34 minutes, roughly 34 minutes into this show. Um, So... Real quick, this album came out, obviously, she said August 9th, 2005. August 9th, 2005, Motley Crue was still on their reunion tour named Carnival of Sins, which changed, which changed to the name Carnival of Sins, I believe, in June of that year from the Red White Crew Better Off uh, Live Than Dead tour. 
um, which is where I saw him was on that part of it because I saw him in March of that year. But Tommy released this Tommy Land album at the time, so it's probably why I didn't, it's probably one reason why I didn't pick it up. Two, because the last album I really knew by Tommy Lee at the time was his uh, Method of Mayhem rap stuff, so I wasn't getting that at the time. So that's pretty much the reason why I had never owned this one. So I can't actually wait to give this one a listen. Well, yeah. See how good it is. Yeah. I mean, do need to get his one before it. Uh, never a dull moment because that's got some, that's got at least one good song there I know of. But I definitely, I, I have only heard that one song and that's it. But anyways, and our last one. Mickey James, Somebody's Gonna Pay, released May 7th, 2013. Now, this is a country western album. Now, those of you, and I guess in a way it could be another station break. I don't think so, but because we're really just talking about her. Those of you who are WWE fans will know that Mickey James is a female wrestler. She came to WWE as Trish Stratus's. Uh, we call her uh fan fan and she had a run with trish she left for a while went to like tna started a music career and now she's back in the wwe today as of now um but this is her second album that again it was released in 2013 so that was all we got at goodwill now but we're not done with may 1st no we're not now we went to barnes and noble after and you were off after i was off of work and picked up these two records. One of them is Brandy Carlisle, By the Way, I Forgive You, released February 16th, 2018, which was just barely last year. Okay, it's a little, little over a year old. Yeah. Anyways, this is a newer artist I've never heard of. Uh, Kim's never heard of her. So we gave it a shot, and we're going to listen to it and see what it sounds like and see how we like it. Cool part is, is not only did we get the LP, but it also came with a digital download uh, sticker. So we got the digital download for our iTunes, so we don't have to worry about that. But we will listen to it on the record first. And then the last one we picked up at Barnes & Noble on the first was Nora Jones Begin Again, released April 12th, 2019. This is very new. This is like a, a few weeks, like two or three weeks after Motley Crue came out with the, their uh, Dirt soundtrack. Uh, now I'm not, I've only known like one song by Nora Jones and that was the, her first hit back in what, 2002, 2003. However, Kim's a very big fan of, she like does like Nora Jones. So that's part of the reason why we picked it up. Uh, excuse me. Anyways, it's a seven song LP. And again, it also came with a digital download card. Yes, it did. But again, I would like to listen to it on, on the record. So, but man, that, what a week, what a week it. That was for music purchases. It's probably been the biggest week we've had yet. Yeah, it has. You know? um, I mean, I guess one of the main reasons reason why we can get that, kind of get some of this stuff, and is because of the fact that, well, I got rid of my PlayStation 4. Yes, you did. Oh, look. Lovely. Here comes the helicopter. <laughs> Thanks for checking my house. Anyways, um, yeah, I got rid of I'm, I'm done with gaming. I'm tired of gaming. I'm tired of anything going on with gaming. So that's why I got rid of it. Plus, I hadn't played it. I've, only, I've been back since December. I'd only played it once. Yeah, you since did. Since being back. And I, you know, it's been turned on a few times for back when we had the PlayStation Network or PlayStation uh, View. We had, uh, whatever, we used it for YouTube and stuff like that. But, yeah, we just added that stuff to our TV. So Yeah, we did. We got a TV that has Roku on it anyway, so what's the use? So we didn't really need it anymore. No, we didn't. So, anyways, but let's get to this. Again, it, well, it was a great week for music purchases. I mean, we got a lot of really cool stuff. You know, we got some old stuff, you know, not only on CD, but on vinyl. I mean, really, probably the, the highlight for the week for, for us was uh, the two Cindy Loppers, the Saturday's Warrior uh, record. And then the Who and Richie Valens are definitely the highlights. Oh, definitely, um, yeah. I mean, the highlight for CD CD wise would probably be one picking up a Tommy Land, finding that Mickey James. I mean, obviously, Fancy Free doesn't matter. It's just, it's just another copy. Um, but I love that album, anyways. And then getting Whitney Houston's first, or second album. I mean, finding one of my Western Underground that was definitely in the Aerosmith. Just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's Aerosmith. I mean, 
I got most of Aerosmith's albums on CD, so I just got like I didn't have this one. I'm able to pick it up. Well, yeah. Plus, when you're only spending like a dollar ninety nine, why not? Exactly. Anyways, well, let's get to our main topic, and that is thrift short thrift store shopping music movies edition. And- so let's talk about what when we go over to Goodwill. We don't go there saying we have to come home with something. No, we don't. We go over there just to look to see if there's any. Well, I call them treasures that well, we could find. That we can find. Right. And not all the time do we come home with anything. Well, okay, you're saying treasures now. See, like, that can mean a lot of different things to people. Okay, when I think of treasures, okay, like let's just rewind back to this this week here when I went to Goodwill. They had Bruce Hornsby's The Way It Is LP jacket. And I would I was actually on the phone with Kim when she was on her lunch break. I went crazy because I oh my gosh. One, I hadn't heard the song in a long time. And two, it was a pretty big hit back in the 80s. I was ecstatic. Unfortunately, the record or the album, the vinyl record for that album was not in it. It was something else. So I was bummed. Now when we go over to look for records, we don't go there saying, oh, well, we've got to buy, you know, we're going to, you know, oh, let's, oh, well, we don't look them up and say, oh, well, how much is this one on eBay or how much is it? We don't do that. This no, is for we our don't. record collection. Those of you that have watched the hashtag 50 album challenge or seen even the, uh, the picture on our Facebook page, Instagram page, or I don't think I put it on Twitter, but Instagram and Facebook saw the, the stands we have now at home that we hold our records in. You know, and we pick stuff that we want. I mean, obviously, when I look at these records, you know, we had an Alan Parsons project. While we haven't listened to it yet, uh, it's called Eye in the Sky is one we do have. I figure, why not pick up another one? It was, and then, then the next part I do is I look at the album, make sure it's the right cover or right LP, the record in the jacket, you know, and then, of course, Mormon Tabernacle Choir. We pick a lot of that up because we both like Motab. Yes, we um, do. And then, and then after that, it really just depends on if it's artists we've heard of, you know. And that's the main thing is mainly a lot of stuff we pick up is stuff we've heard. Yeah, either stuff that we've come across either are, well, or, for or me know, on or, the radio or. Or know uh, something about them. Yeah. You know, it could be, you know, like that Western Underground. Why did I pick it up? Because it was back, Chris Ledoux's backing band. Yeah, it was. It wasn't because it was, oh, look, a new Chris Ledoux CD, because unfortunately he's passed away. But it was, I knew who they were. I've seen them live twice, so I wanted to pick it up. You know, Mickey James, I knew she had done some country music scene. One, I like her as a wrestler. So I picked, I mean, I own John Cena's friggin' rap album. Yes, you do. So why wouldn't I pick up Mickey James? Yeah. You know, Tommy Lee, I've never owned any Tommy Lee solo stuff. That's true, you haven't. I own, I mean, I've got, I've got, I mean, seriously, I own both of Vince's, or actually three of Vince's uh, albums, the three, three major ones. I own, what, two albums of 6AM. Yes, you do. Nikki's 58, 19, or his 58 project one that he did called Diet for a New America. I think it was a diet, yeah, something like that. That came out in like 98, 99, or 97, one of the two. But Tommy Lee's the only one I've never owned anything off. And I can't wait till Mick Mars comes out with his first solo record. Well, yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, and I own John Crabby's. I got his Unplugged album, and I own his his uh, 94 live album that he just did a couple years ago where he did the 94 album in its entirety. So. Again, when we go over to purchase stuff at, at, at Goodwill, it, it's a lot of it's just stuff we that we like. We don't go there. We're, we're not resellers. You know, we go purchase things that we want. You know, if I see a CD that, guess what, I had in the early 80s, but due to some things that happened in the early 90s, I, had, I hadn't got re-got it or I hadn't gotten it back again, I'll pick it up again. Like, I owned all of Whitney Houston's albums up through 93 at one point. Well, guess what? Now I've got one back. Yes, you do. You know, 
and that's why I, I'm constantly looking like for the band McQueen Street. Um, I know I can pick up like uh, the band Thunder. I can pick up a few of those other ones. I can get some of those still, but some of these, you know, you can't find them anymore. No, you cannot. So it's really got to go over and see what's going on or what's, you know, what's there. So we, we go through the records and it is like what, six, about six rows, six facing out rows of records that you got to go through. We go through them. Then we put them in, we make sure the albums are there Then we put them into the shopping cart. Then um, we'll go look at CDs. Yes, we will. We'll see what, you know, or if the records are busy, we'll go back to the CDs. Anyways, again, we're just looking for stuff that we know. You know, if there's an Alabama CD we don't have, well, we're going to get it because we like Alabama. If there's a uh, a band that, you know what, like Megadeth that, oh, well, I don't own, I never had this album, but I know it's Megadeth, I'm going to pick it up. If it's Marilyn Manson, I'll pick up Marilyn Manson. If it's I've been sevenfold, I'll pick it up. You know, it. If it's Star Wars related, I'll pick it up. So we do that. And then, you know, then we also look at movies. A lot of times we're just looking at movies that either ones we we used to own due to, again, when things happen, things happen, you have to sell things. Yes, you do. You so know, it, it's an unfortunate thing. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times people say, you know what, I don't want to do that. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to. Yes, you do. You really Sometimes do. Sometimes you've got to be able to get away from a bad situation or whatnot or or something that's you know or get to something that might be better for you yes um anyway so then we look at movies um and then we just pile this stuff into the shopping cart and then we go back to the back where they got the furniture and yes. we just take a break we sit down we do sit down we sit and down and we pull you know we'll start with probably you know the dvds dvds or blu-rays and that's the thing is you know there's some stuff that's was out came out on dvd that's never been released on Blu-ray at all. Yeah, that's true. So, again, we look at this stuff and say, okay, we look at the backs of them. If there's any scratches or pits on especially DVD, we won't pick them up. Uh, If if it looks like it's just dirty, it can be wiped off. They all do that. Um, We've done that with Blu-rays before. We're, okay, it just needs to be clean, so we'll buy them. And then we'll do the same thing with CDs. We look at them. If they're heavily scratched, they get put down. They get but you know, I'm not taking a chance. I'm you know, it's not it's not worth my time to take a chance. No, it's not. You no, know, and then the same thing with LPs. We'll look at them and see how bad they're scratched up. If they're in, you know, a few scuff marks, I can handle. But if they're heavily scratched, yeah, we won't. You know, we, we won't. We won't get them. No, we won't get them at all. But there are some that we do find LPs that we do find that we just look at them and say, oh well. Well, I they mean, bit, they, you know, they just need a little bit cleaning, like you said. And well, well, truth be told, okay, let, let's let's go. You, you went there. Let's go there. Beatles. Yeah. I mean, you look. You saw them. You saw them when I brought them home. They were in bad shape. Yes, they were. Those LPs were dirty. They were dirty. I mean, it looked like they had. I mean, in a way, it, well, it looked like it had mud on it, but it wasn't. I don't know what it was on it, but. They look bad. They did. They look really, re- they look but really figured, bad. But, but here's the thing is it, like, and I guess this is where I really should start thinking about too. And when we're over there is, you know what? You, if you, they don't play, you can always, you got seven days of return stuff. Yes, you do. I don't look at it that way. Okay. But I took a chance on these two, on these two, because they were Beatle albums. You know, I would take a chance on an Elvis Presley album. Yeah, I know. You know, I would take, you know, and I took a chance on these two Beatle albums, got them home, cleaned them off with water first just ran water over over where the dirty part was and it came off went okay well that's interesting i didn't rub it or nothing then i grabbed my uh good old groove washer and by the way this is a cheap plug for your groove washer um those of you that have lps you want to use uh, a a great system go to groove i mean it's groovewasher.com and uh check them out uh they've got some really good sprays and they got the old school uh wooden block brush or yeah that you can use they also they got one one block system it also comes with comes with your uh needle cleaner and whatnot but i really like the stuff anyways after that i cleaned up the records with groove washer and then i played them that night and, and even before i played them i looked at them and there was no scratches on them 
No, there wasn't. And one of them was Let It Be, and the other one was, uh, uh, well, it's the Butcher album, but it, didn't, it wasn't the Butcher cover. No. But it was one of their older albums, and the al- the jackets themselves were in bad shape. The records, I thought, were in bad shape, and instead they become mint, almost mint condition. Yes, and when you we played them that night, I mean, they played beautifully. Oh, yeah, there was no, there was no scratches, there was no scuffs. There nothing. was no, there was nothing. No, there was no pops. No, there wasn't. I mean, it, it sounded amazing. It did. So I took, you know, there was a chance I took and I took it. Well, yeah. And it worked out for me. Yeah, it did. There's been a lot of times that we've taken chances on bringing records oh, yeah. home and just cleaned them up and put them on our turntable yeah. and they play so nicely. Or, or you get in the wrong light over there. And this is what we, and, and, and this is what we want to get into. And that's why, I mean, I do apologize taking but let's let's finish this off. You know, so, so you can buy stuff at a thrift store, and even if it looks bad, you can take a chance on it, take it home, and get it cleaned up, and then try it and look at it. You know, CDs. Again, CDs the same way. If they're you know, if it looks like it's just a bunch of water droppings on it. Well, that's easily cleaned up. Same thing with DVDs and Blu-rays. But when you start seeing deep scratches or a lot of scratches, you yeah. Then it makes you, know, you think. You know, but, do I want to take a chance on this? Do I just want to not? You know, it. it Makes you think it really does. It does. So that's what we do when we go thrift store shopping. We look for stuff that we want. And again, like I said, we're not resellers. We don't sell things on eBay. We don't sell things on Discogs. You know, that's probably why we got over 700 friggin' LPs. Yeah, that's probably you why. Know, it, and I've got over 600 friggin', we've got over 600 CDs. You know, um, it, but the one, the things is what and the things what we've learned. I mean, it just and we've only been doing this what probably three years. Yeah, about three, three four years now. Yeah, four years. Yeah, going over there and buying records and whatnot and buying this, this stuff, especially the records because you know again you got black wax, and against the lighting of a store you can't see a lot of this stuff sometimes. So what we do is we actually take our phones out, we turn our flashlights on full blast bright, and we look at these at these records. We look at them and say. Okay, how scratched up are they? And sometimes you will see stuff that you didn't see under the normal lighting, you know? And so that's one thing we've learned is to really inspect it before you leave the store. Again, I know they have a seven-day policy, but you know what? Especially here in Arizona, where, you know, we get up to 100, 116, you know, 120-degree weather. You don't want to be going out in that crap. No, you don't. You know. You don't want to come home from being over there in the morning, get home and start looking this stuff over and realize at noon, oh crap, there's a big friggin' deal here. I need to take it back over either today or tomorrow. I mean, you know what I mean? You don't want it. So I'd rather just do that in the store while I'm there. Be choosy. I, I'm really picky about the way a lot of the vinyl looks. It's not because I'm an audiophilist. And by the way, uh, real quick station break, I apologize if I offended any of you audiophilists. On our, uh, was it year? Yeah, our year. I don't know if I said sorry last week or on the 50 album challenge. Maybe it was even on the 50 album challenge. Anyways, sorry for offending any of you by what I said. Um, anyways, so there's a lot of things to take into consideration. consideration. Now, if you're obviously, if you're going to be a reseller, then you're going to want to go over. You're going to want to make sure the jackets are in great condition or, you know, semi great condition. You know, obviously, the way these beetle ones were, I had to really tape them up. And a lot of stuff we bought from over that way, we've had to tape up. Yes. Because they've split. They have. So instead of, you know, so if I was a reseller, obviously, I wouldn't be a resellable item. No, it wouldn't. But we're not over there reselling things. We're not buying it to resell it later. No, you we're know, buying it for our own We're buying it for collection. personal use. Yeah, for our own personal collection right. use. I mean, that's why I buy things. You know, that's why I buy used off of eBay. I mean, you can go to a lot of, a lot of different things, and they'll tell you, don't buy any uh, used records. Well, wait a minute. How are you supposed to get a, I mean, you're not going to buy, you're not going to find a 198, a lot of times you're not going to find a 1963 Beatles record uns, or sealed. You know, sorry. No, you're not. You know. I understand those guys, those people that don't, they don't want that stuff. Fine, don't. Guess what? You're saving it for me, because I will buy that stuff. I'm not gonna now, and that's the other thing. I'm not gonna go and pay an, an oh, 
way over what I think is something's worth. I will look on Discogs and say, hey, how much did something near mint go for? Yeah. And then I'll go back by with what they say, how much, you know, they're selling for and what they say about it. And I'll decide whether or not I think it's a good purchase. Well, yeah. You know, um, but the fact that, you know, and I don't, and the reason why, and reason why I don't want re, I don't want a lot of reissues or especially nowadays reissues because there is too much of that, you know, over compressing. You know, I guarantee when I, if I, when we play Motley Crue's Shout the Devil, it's going to sound completely different on the record than what we've heard from the digital masters. Yes, it will. From the digital part of it, because the digital side has been compressed and over compressed the last, you know, 10, 10 or last 20 years. Yes. Since it, they re-released yes. the albums. Yes, it you has. Know, so again, you know, something from 1983 is going to sound completely different than it did in, you know, even 97. Or 98, 99, you know? So, yeah. What other things can you think of? Well, just even, just like you said, we just inspect them, you know, inspect them to a certain length, make sure that, yes, this is what we want to do. We also ask, we also, well, it, it's also asked, well, if we clean this up, is it going to play? Yes or no. If we answer yes, then we take it home. If we answer no, maybe not, then we just don't take we just don't take a chance on it. Well, it depends on what it is. I mean, if it's a record yeah. and it don't look like it's you know, it looks like it's dirty versus scratched. Yeah, that's what I'm then saying. Then we'll take then then it's oh, let's take it home and clean it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Some of them Oh, excuse me, by the way. Um if if it's C D most time, I mean, especially with CDs, I have seen enough scratched up CDs that I know what a scratched up versus a dirty CD looks like, or well, even yeah. Blu-ray or, or DVD. Well, yeah, and that same with the Blu-rays, DVDs, and the CDs. You'll we'll inspect them to a certain amount, and then we'll go ahead and decide whether we want to take them home and try them. And I mean, and most of the times we take the music home, try it out, and it works beautifully yeah. after being cleaned up. Now, a few other things that we we. I mean, it's not just, it's just not, uh, it's not just albums. We, I mean, not just no. albums or movies we bought over there. Um, I, I don't probably back in January, I bought a roughly a lot of about 300 baseball cards for 10 bucks. Yes. Yes, you did. And, and then- even that the cheapest price most of them go for, uh, it, it was like worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> Yes, it was. And then not only did you get the baseball cards, but here not too long ago, a couple months ago, you also brought home the CD player from that you right. got over there you too. You bought a CD player over there for ten bucks, and he brought it home. Hooked so- it. Sony Sony uh, single disc CD player hooked up to a home stereo system. Works perfect. Exactly. Works just beautifully. So we we go over. We just. We don't have one particular department we look at. We don't just look at music. We don't we just, just don't look, look at clothes. Yeah, we yeah we don't look at clothes, but we look at like electronics, so we can pick up like for instance the when we looked at the electronics that day, there was a single disc CD player right. that bought home. There's also been remotes and Blu-rays that we've also looked at over there too. Right, and then, um, well, I mean, we've looked at pictures or some yes, we've got wall hangings. Yeah, wall hangings. Um, I know sometimes we'll take a trek through the toy department to see if there's any Star Wars stuff. Yes, I've got to, I've got to find Star Wars stuff if there's any. But man, there's just not at the, at least at our Goodwill store here. There's none. Yeah, and then I mean, and then there's another. We do have a, a the pet place. Yeah, the pet place. The Humane Society store here too, that supports their uh their services, and so I I bought a few things from there. Um, I don't buy a lot because they're a little bit more overpriced. Um, but I mean their LPs are probably about the same price. I think it's like a dollar twenty nine. But I mean, there's some of their stuff in there. They'll price uh a deep and and even Goodwill is getting that bad over here on some things. I've seen some things where okay, it's like, you know, uh, uh, Disney record for six di- bucks. A Disney record, yeah, Disney LP for six bucks. Like what? Yeah. 
ain't worth no i mean first of all it's not really worth six bucks no it's not you know but yeah and yeah it's just because of disney on it so it's like okay so you know that there i would wait i would probably wait until uh they're half off you know if i could get it then but other than that i mean really we just go we do a lot of our you know we do a lot of thrift store shopping we do a lot of ebay shopping uh discogs the same way we do buy a lot of used records and i know People out there say, don't buy used records. Because you don't know what somebody used. You know, they're like, well, you don't know what they use for their record player. Well, you know what? One thing, I'm not that friggin' picky. No. Uh, I want to listen to stuff. And guess what? I know what? I know that, yes, a vinyl record will wear out. Yes, it will. Just like a CD will wear out. Just like a cassette tape will wear out. Just like a video cassette tape will wear out. Oh, yeah, we've also bought video cassettes over there, Yes, too. we have bought video cassettes over like there. the whole Indiana Jones series. Yes. But anyways, enough of that. But anyways, hopefully this helped you a little bit. Uh, hopefully we didn't ramble on and on and on. Um, next week, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, I do want to get Ken's opinion on something here in just a second. So we're gonna just going to finish up real quick with this thrift store shopping thing and you know if you got thrift stores near you uh if you live in utah i know they got the desert industries are better known as di go see what they got you know yeah see what they're charging or i mean see what they're charging you know what they might you might be able to find you know if you have if you have um a record player and you want to buy some records those are good places to go find that stuff yes and just a little side note on d on di or desert industries station break station break I've actually shopped when I was in Utah. I actually shopped at a DI, and there was actually a record that I found that was in good condition that was something that I had listened to as a child. But you didn't pick it up. Yes, I did pick it up. What? Yeah, it was it, it was t- something about t- was the night before Christmas. Oh. Oh, all right. Yeah. Anyways. And yeah, I mean, it, I, and even shopping at DI, I even found like collectible stuff that I bought too. Again, I don't do clothes, <laughs> but you know, collectibles and music and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and go hey, for it. You ever wanted to get into golfing or you think, you know, hey, well, yeah. I, like, I like golf. I'm going to go golfing with some of my friends. But guess what? You can always go buy a used, a few used clubs or these, uh, Thrift, thrift stores, and you don't have to worry about it. In fact, my first set of clubs that I got was bought from a thrift well, store. Well, I recommend anybody, if you're going out to, to try golf for the first time, or you played it once, you rented clubs, you like it, and you want to continue playing, but you just want to rent clubs all the time, then I highly recommend getting the, uh, getting those types of things. You know, go and buy a used set of clubs, because you guess what? You don't need the current set of golf clubs that are made in 2019. To learn how to play golf, you can use the old sets. Yeah, you can. That's how I. That's how I learned to like golf. Anyways, real quick, I know we're getting a little long on time now. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for thrift store. How about you? Yeah, that's all. Just if you just if you check have, it out, go see what yeah. you got. You know, if check you, your pawn shops. Yeah, pawn shops is another good way. Another good way to get music and mm-hmm. movies. And the only difference is you might not find your your uh. You probably won't find them as cheap as you would as a, at a thrift store. Yeah. But anyways, um, before we hit the, before we close out here, uh, we started our, tonight, actually tonight, we started uh, listening to our 50, 50, album. Album, 50 album challenge. And uh, the first one we listened to was one that you chose. Yes, it was. Which was Reba McIntyre. Uh, just a little love. And just real quick, what did you think of the album? Oh, I liked it. I really, truly liked it. It was, it, even hearing it for the first time, you know, I had heard her later stuff. Well, yeah, fancy. Fancy. Uh, Double, or not Double and Gentleman. Gosh, that's Charlie Daniels. Yeah. Anyways, you don't have to keep, I mean. Yeah. I actually really, really, so I enjoyed it. It It is an album that I just truly enjoyed. I would listen to it again over and over and over again. It was really, really good. She did a very good job with that album. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I mean, it was, it was a great. We got to listen to our first, like I said, our first 50. One of our first 50. So we're going to listen to probably a few more over the weekend. Plus, we'll make a decision what the heck we're going to do next week uh, for our 40. So whatever the heck number. 
I already forgot what number this was. I think this was 47. I think seven. it is. And I think next week's going to be 48. So our 48th episode next week, we yep. will figure it out what, it, what we're going to be doing. Uh, we'll kind of get that figured out tonight. So we can start working on it for tomorrow. But let's get out of here. In closing, we would like to thank you for all downloading this episode. If you are a new listener and haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you will be notified when a new episode becomes available. Another way to help our podcast is by giving us a five-star review. It will help new listeners find this show when they are looking for a new podcast to listen to. Also, you, our listeners, can share this show on your own social media accounts to help spread the word about this podcast. Thanks again to all our current and longtime listeners. Used and abused can be found on the following social media platforms. Twitter at Used Abused Pod. Facebook at Used Abused Pod. Tumblr, Used Abused Pod. Instagram, Used Abused used and abused pod and is spelled out andy youtube used and abused pod and you can spell the and out or you can use the little and key on your keyboard and search it out that way email used and abused pod at gmail.com again and is spelled out as always all social media links will be included in the description of each and every episode so you can always click on those links as well we can be found on the following podcast apps and directories. Anchor. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music. Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts. Overcast. Breaker. CastBox. Radio Public. Spotify. And TuneIn. Please rate and review Used and Abused, a music podcast. Until the next episode. Have a great weekend. And a great work week. Be kind to everyone. And, and keep, keep the, the music, music playing. playing.